Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show, coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent and Real Estate Agent with MovingToOrlando.com, Mr. Sean Falk. Hi. Associate Editor on the Diz, Miss Denny Sunderly. Hey there. And Associate Producer of the Diz Unplugged, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Hey, everybody. All right. So uh, just a reminder before we get started, uh, this show, along with most of the other shows we produce, brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. If you like our content, uh, that's what pays for it. So um, please support us, especially during this particular challenging time for the travel business. Uh, if you could book your next vacation with Dreams Unlimited Travel, you're going to get some incredible service from top-notch professional travel agents. It's not going to cost you anything extra. It's the same price as you pay Disney, but you have somebody helping guide you through the myriad of choices that you have when planning a Disney vacation. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and uh, show us your support. Um, all right. With that out of the way, um, this, uh, this week we're going to talk about hidden gems, places you may not, uh, may not have visited, may not realize are as good as we think they are. And um, I'm going to start off with one. And I know we did this about a year ago. Um, I haven't gone back and watched that. So I don't know. I may be repeating myself <laughs> with these. If I am, it's only because, you know. Because you uh, like it so much. There is one that I did pull off the list that I know was on the last one, but did not. I no longer consider a hidden gem and that's the wave. Um, I think we've done an incredible job um, over the last year plus uh, talking about the wave and turning people onto it. Um, I still think more people should try it out, but I'm happy that it's easy to get a reservation. But uh, one thing I don't think a lot of people know, I mean, seasoned Disney fans know, but that at the, uh, the food court at All Star Movies, there is a secret menu. And it's one of the coolest experiences you'll have at a food court. And I don't know why the rest of them don't do this. Um, but you go up to, I think it's the Roxy is the one counter. Yes. And you go up there and you ask for the secret menu. And they'll come out with a silver briefcase. They open it up. And inside is a Viewmaster, like the old Viewmaster. And you look through it, and it will show you the items that are on the secret menu. Um, as of the last time I checked, uh, I don't think it's changed. Um, there is a poutine with gravy and cheese curds. I'm not a huge poutine fan, but we tried it, and it was good. <clears throat> the bacon mac and cheese hot dog. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, yes, these things are going to stop your heart, okay? They're going to stop your heart. <clears throat> but it's really cool. Uh, but the piece de resistance here, I mean, just the, the height of the height of of, of gluttony um, was the uh, cinnamon bun and candied bacon cheeseburger. Um, that was so good and so disgusting all at the same time. Um, but I think that's a hidden gem. A lot of people don't know about. Um, but good thing to go and try. Um I've said it before. I'll say it again. Il Molino 
over at the Swan is probably one of the most underrated restaurants at Walt Disney World. Now, I get it's expensive, and it's more expensive than it needs to be. And mainly that's because the Swan and the Dolphin both are convention properties, and convention properties, they, the restaurants charge more because you've got a lot of people on expense accounts. Um, that being said, I've never walked out of Il Molino and said, yeah, that wasn't worth it. Pasta's made fresh every day. Some of the, like, uh, the um, arancini, uh, the, the, you know, the fried rice balls are unbelievable. Um, their pop Riddell melts in your mouth. It's incredible. Everything made fresh uh, every day. Uh, the chef is always going out, buying the ingredients fresh for that day. It's, it's really awesome. So Il Molino is definitely on my list. Um, Topolino's at Riviera has to be on this list. Love it. It's a brand new, it's a, it's a brand new <laughs> restaurant at a brand new resort. So a lot of people haven't had a chance because that restaurant opened, you know, uh, in December, mid-December with the resort. And, you know, three months later, Disney World is shut down. Um, so a lot of people haven't had a chance to experience it yet. But I firmly believe Topolino's is going to become one of the must-have, within the next year or two, is going to become one of the must-have reservations at Walt Disney World, uh, provided they keep the quality of the food and the service together. I've only had breakfast there. The, other, the, the rest of these guys have had breakfast and dinner there. Everybody I've talked to has said the same thing. Unbelievable. Doesn't matter who it was. The, the, the anecdotal reviews of this restaurant have been superb. Um, uh, the other one, uh, the Mara at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think I'm comfortable in saying it's the best food court at any Disney restaurant or any Disney resort. It is the best food court. Nice, uh, selection of food, plenty of things that are familiar, plenty of things that speak to the theme of the, of the resort. Um, and, it really is like if you're going for, if you're going for quick service, I don't think you can do better than the Mara. Um, I'm also always a fan of Trails End uh, over at Fort Wilderness. I think it is a great place if you're at the Magic Kingdom and just want to get away for a little bit. It's a quick boat ride from the Magic Kingdom over to Fort Wilderness. That's the easiest way to get there because if you try to get there. <laughs> Any other way, it's a bit involved. It's a bit involved. You got to park in the main parking lot. You got to get on a bus. You got to go back. It's kind of crazy, but easy from the Magic Kingdom. Hop on the boat, head over. Uh, their fried chicken's incredible. The cornbread's bread's incredible. It's the same food they're serving at the Hoopty Doo Review. Uh, it's coming out of that kitchen. Um, nice selection of comfort food, of comfort food. And there's always availability, always availability. Um, and Sebastian's over at, uh, Caribbean beach. I, everybody loves it. Everybody who eats here has a great experience for some reason, I think because of its location and that it really requires you getting into a car and driving or taking an Uber over or a mm -hmm. minivan. Um, this restaurant hasn't caught fire the way I thought it was going to, but it deserves to catch fire. Uh, I haven't been there in a while, but I, 
in the best possible way catch fire, not actually yeah. burn to the ground. <laughs> I know. Um, the ground. It was just funny the way it was. Uh, way so, but I, I really expected it to be a lot more popular. Um, I think people need to be a little more adventurous, break out of their comfort zone, and and also check out if you haven't been over the Caribbean beach since they reopened uh, the main the main area after the refurb. Absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. So that's my list. Denny, let's go over to you. Okay. So one of mine was also Trails End. That is a perpetual favorite. Like you said, you can always get a reservation. There's something for everyone there. It's so, so good. And on the grand scale of things, cost-wise, just the price of the meal, um, it's a little bit less than than what you'd pay at other locations. And it's so, so good. And I want some right now. Um, Gasparilla Island Grill at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. I want to definitely, and a lot of mine, and a lot, probably a lot of all of ours are located at resorts. So they're off the beaten path. If you're staying at one resort, you're not necessarily going and trucking over to another resort to try one of their dining locations. But Gasparilla Island Grill has a huge variety of um, just different items. They have all your grill favorites, um, plus they'll have great deli sandwiches, plus they have a create-your-own-salad um, bar going on, which is fresh and flavorful. You can say uh, how much of what you want on there and or don't want on there. They have fruits and cheeses in the um, just a nice little platter in their grab-and-go case, and they get in on the seasonal celebration treats when, like... Cinderella's 70th was out or when Frozen 2 was coming out, they had their own treat. So they do like to get into the dessert game as well. And they do a pretty good job of it. I would rank others ahead of them right now on some of those specialty desserts. Um, but they do, they do a fairly good job. But just the location itself, if you're looking for a quick lunch, that's a fantastic place to go. And I have really never seen it slammed like some other... Uh, quick service locations can get. Um, if you are in Epcot in the Germany Pavilion, there's a wine cellar there. And I don't drink, but what I do go to the wine cellar for is a really cool selection of German cheeses that they have. Again, with the ongoing love affair with all things cheese, um, they have a great uh, just little sampling that you can get for $5. It has three different, if I remember correctly, three different German cheeses. It has ham, and then they uh, include three crisps of their German pretzels. So those really big pretzels that they have in the Germany pavilion, they've dried, um, they've sliced it into chips, so crisps, and dried them. And so you can eat, you compare those with your German cheeses, and it's so good. So definitely go get that. I also put Enzo's Hideaway Tunnel Bar on here. I know I talked about it on another show recently, but good heavens to Betsy. It's fantastic. Just good Italian food. Pete, I think this is a red sauce. I think this is a location that you would really enjoy. It was just so good. I know your standards are very high with Italian food. Um, 
but it's uh, just the atmosphere. It's very kind of hush-hush in there. It's like a speakeasy. It's just a lot of fun, highly themed, and you can get reservations there. And they do a really cool Sunday supper that I've heard all about on Sunday afternoons, and that's uh, on my radar as well. I want to go try that. But really, number one for me, and it's been that way with my family for years, is Landscape of Flavors at the Art of Animation Resort. I know it's not hugely, it's not new, you know, per se. It opened in 2012, but uh, they just have a really unique way of doing food, of offering food for guests in the evening. That is just different from other food courts that you might see. They actually... um, I am always drawn to the Mongolian grilled fish there. They have a huge cooktop right there that they do non bread on. You get a piece of non bread, you get Mongolian fish and a seasonal risotto. Another thing that I love beyond measure is risotto. So for me, it's not, ex- it's not expensive. You've got a a great hot meal and it's different than what you're going to get. It's not your typical burger. But they do have those there. If you have uh, friends in your traveling party who are more of uh, of a picky eater, maybe who needs their chicken nuggets, their pizza, and their burger, so that's my list. All right, fiasco. Yeah. So looking uh, back at our list from 2019, uh, we had things like the Wave, Geyser Point, Sebastian's, Kona, and Grand Floridian Cafe. Uh, I think all these places still are fantastic. I've been to all of them recently, except Sebastian's, which I'm I'm longing for. Uh, so I'm, I won't speak to Sebastian's, but the rest of them, like Pete mentioned, have be kind of kind of become less of hidden gems and have picked up uh, a little bit of steam over the past year as far as availability goes. Uh, the Wave, you can still the Wave uh, and Grand Floridian Cafe, you can still get reservations at relatively easily but it's gotten a little bit more difficult um but to add additions to that now in 2020 restaurant marrakesh has been a honorable mention favorite of mine for a really really long time um it's never been like my number one or number two restaurant but it's always been in like it's it's been like just barely not on my top five for a really really long time and this is a place in a theme park in epcot that you can always get a reservation for. Like it is almost always available same day of, uh, and that's really hard to get with most other locations. And I think it's really underrated. Um, I know we reviewed this restaurant about a year ago as well, and everybody liked it more or less. I think probably the lowest score, there was like maybe six or seven of us that went I think the lowest score I got was a seven with like the high being a nine. Like everybody really, really liked it. Um, And then also House of Blues. We mentioned on a a previous show about House of Blues and how it's kind of overlooked. And I think that kind of put it in my head that, yeah, House of Blues is definitely, definitely overlooked. It's been a, a restaurant at Disney Springs and when it was downtown Disney for a really long time. Uh, and since all these new options started to pop up over the years, I think it kind of took a back seat a little bit. It's still, you know, bumping there on certain nights because they do have concerts and stuff like that. But as far as the restaurant side's concerned, it's fairly easy to book a reservation there. And their food is pretty incredible. Um, on top of that, I also had the Mara. 
Uh, Pete mentioned the Mara as well, and I couldn't agree more. I would totally agree that it's the best uh, cafeteria-style location on property, especially if you've never been to Animal Kingdom Lodge and need an excuse to go over there and check it out, because it is probably, arguably, the coolest Disney resort. Um, It's just an amazing place to be. Get a real quick, easy, cheap lunch at the Mara. Their sandwiches are fantastic. It's always dead. I mean, I've prior to all the closings, I've probably been to the Mara. I want to say twice, maybe three times in 2020, uh, and every time just empty, completely empty. Uh, And then also, definitely, also mentioned by other members of the team, Topolinos. It is just fantastic. Brand new restaurant in Riviera. Uh, breakfast was amazing. Dinner was amazing. And I would also like to mention I've had a handful of experiences at special limited time brunches when certain restaurants or certain hotels offer like a special limited time brunch. I've had a handful of those experiences. Hands down, there is no competition. The best one was Topolino's. Best limited time brunch I've ever had. So Mm -hmm. if you are here or planning a vacation and you see that Topolino's is offering a special brunch, go. Just go. Okay. Thank you, Fiasco. Sean, what about you? Okay. So uh, for mine, the last couple of shows we've done have been like, what's your favorite of these types of things? Um, So I just go personal. Um, This one, because it's not that, um, it's all travel agent mindset, because I figure that's the best way to look at this one right now um so these are all options that even if they're not even necessarily the best food i have a reason behind them being here so my first one is going to be sanaa um sanaa is always very easy to get a reservation for and i think it's well worth leaving animal kingdom to go over to animal kingdom lodge if i'm there at the park um there's nothing at animal kingdom park except like tusker house that i really am like i would prefer to stay in the park for compared to leaving to go to Sanaa. And obviously that's a time commitment of a couple of hours between busing over there, eating, busing back. But it's also a really great opportunity if you have like a younger kid that maybe can't participate in a lot of things. Like let's say your family wants to do flight of passage and mom has like a younger kid that can't go. And it's just, you don't want to wait this three or four hours situation. You can go over to, Animal Kingdom Lodge and go look at the animals there on a walking safari kind of thing instead. Um, Or if you're just having a resort day or anything like that, it's well worth it to hop over to Animal Kingdom Lodge and eat here. It's quick uh, options for getting a, a reservation and then stay and just hang out in that hotel. So that's a great resort day kind of a restaurant. Um, Il Molino as well. Um, I think Il Molino arguably between that and flying fish are the two best restaurants over in the the epcot resorts bubble that's there i think they're both phenomenally good restaurants and i think il molino is a really great date night kind of restaurant if you um you know are over there or you couldn't get a reservation in some of the more high priority places this is still on that level and it's at that tier um i also had trails end Um, I think that Trails End is 100% worth leaving the Magic Kingdom to go have a really great uh, buffet. It's great for families with a lot of people that once you have a lot of people to feed, it can get really crazy if you're like a group of six or a family of eight or whatever, and everybody's got to order 
um office menu and like mom and dad are trying to figure out what to order the kids and they can't even look at the menu themselves like i've been that server before that was working on that and like it's taken the whole time just to be able to help figure out what the kids want to eat and the parents haven't even looked at menus yet so this is a great and less expensive option and you just go and you're like okay everyone's price is set go go nuts like go get whatever food you want get as much of it as you want go for it um I also listed um, the um, Landscape of Flavors was on mine as well uh, over at Art of Animation. I've put it there now because it al it already was amazing and it already was a fantastic food court option. But now with the addition of the Skyliner, um, I would go over here from Pop Century. I would gladly go over here from Caribbean Beach. I would go here from Riviera because I think this quick service option is so much better than what they offer at those quick services. And it's just a quick Skyliner right away, as well as when you're a family and you have young kids, I as an adult can get my, you know, lobster crab cake burger that has like shrimp and all this crazy stuff in it. And as like Denny was talking about, they have fish options and that stuff, but I also can get my kid pizza. I can get my kid chicken nuggets, that kind of thing at the same place. And we can all easily eat together. It's, um, it can be a bit of a drawback when you have kids to be like, okay, well, we're going, we're staying at Riviera. And so like, what is our child going to eat there? Um, I also listed um, uh, Trattoria Al Forno or Trattoria Al Forno, um, the breakfast there, as well as 1900 Park Fair dinner. It's not necessarily for the food at 1900 Park Fair. It's for the opportunity to only spend one character, like one sit down credit or uh, for a dinner to still get to see Cinderella and get to have that dining. Or if you couldn't get your reservation into Cinderella's Royal Table, um, which don't get me wrong, I still think the food is better at these two places than Cinderella's Royal Table. But it's a um, it's it's a good opportunity and a good alternative option. And I think a lot of people aren't aware that 1900 Park Fair exists. And then for Trattoria Al Forno, it's a great way to, and I actually like the breakfast there a lot, to get to do it with um, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider and uh, Ariel and Prince Eric. I like the food. And it's a great morning. A lot of times when you have kids, uh, they don't necessarily like Epcot as much. Not that it's not amazing, but it doesn't have necessarily as much for kids. And that's a big complaint we get. Um, but go over at like 1030, 11 o'clock, have your breakfast and then go in the back entrance into Epcot and do a little bit in World Showcase and go around with the kids that way and just kind of get a slower start to your day. If you know your kids are not Epcot fans, um, that's a great way to kind of get to do that. And finally, I have the Dahlia Lounge um, in, up in the Grandestino Tower. Um, I included that even though it's not, I haven't had the food, but it's a really, really great bar area. And I think it's a hidden gem of a bar because you can just go up, have drinks and literally just look out on the parks and easily be able to get into it, see some fireworks. It's a nice evening hangout kind of a spot uh, without it being too crazy. So, and they do serve like finger foods and stuff. I don't know what they serve exactly because I've not eaten there, but it's a good bar experience as well, which still includes food. So 
That is my travel agent perspective on hidden gems. Those are not necessarily even my favorites, but that's what I would recommend to people to depending on your family situation. So, all right. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Disney dining show. Stay tuned for next week for another episode. And until then, everybody have a great week.